What's up, everybody? Let's spin some yarn. So I am leaving base right now. Let me tell you what I just got to do. Um, I was, uh, I'm working on my uh, cob quals. It's basically command senior chief, command master chief on a submarine. Uh, they call it chief of the boat. So I'm working on my qual card. Uh, part of that qual card is I have to run around base and talk to a bunch of people uh, responsible for running base services. So some of the examples would be what you'd probably think they would be Navy Marine Corps Relief Society, uh, MWR, family housing, uh, stuff like that. And the one I was working on today uh, was Navy College. And so a lot of you know, I uh, don't have the Navy College offices like uh, some people are used to seeing. Uh, they've been gone for a while now and what they have in their place, uh, they're called regional uh, assistance, I think. Um, and so that's who I was talking to today. Uh, and I noticed, uh, I was shooting out all these emails. I'm trying to set up all the appointments for this week to get all this stuff done. And, uh, she responded to me. One of the things I noticed in her email signature was she was a retired senior chief. Uh, and so that was cool. I was like, all right, awesome. I know, you know, it, it's different when you, you talk to somebody that you, uh, that served in the military, right? Any veteran, you have a conversation with him. You just have that context. You have that rapport already. Uh, you kind of feel like you know each other already. Uh, it's it's even more so when you're talking to a, a chief, right? Even if they're retired, um, there's an instant relationship that already exists. Uh, and so that was cool. I was excited about that. Um, and then I got to go over there and learn a bunch about uh, the way the Navy College program is run now. I haven't I haven't taken any college courses in a long time. Uh, so and I and I know that it's changed, but I, I hadn't done a ton of research in it because I just haven't been using it. Um, and so what I got to do was spend some time with her, uh, and she ran me through the Navy College website and all the ways that uh, you can utilize it and how the things have changed, etc. Right? Kind of, kind of, so that I have the tools to uh, help guys out if need be, which was fun and, and it was cool, and I got to learn all about that, and I like learning new things, so that was cool. But what I want to talk about is after that, uh, what you'll notice about retirees, and I know I'll be this way because of how much I love being a chief. Uh, what you'll notice about retirees, especially chiefs, is that uh, you don't, they don't get this same exposure that they once had to sailors, especially chiefs a lot of the time. She, she probably gets a little more exposure because she's working at a Navy college capacity so she deals with sailors a lot but with the program being what it is now a lot of what she does is remote uh in that she does it online so she doesn't get the direct contact with chiefs and and sailors and a lot of retired chiefs that don't work for uh the navy anymore in any capacity uh they don't get that interaction anymore and they miss it right they miss being a chief is a big part of who we are uh and, and so in that vein, I'm always looking to talk to leaders. I enjoy it a lot, and I really like talking to uh, retired chiefs, especially ones that you know have been out for a while, that made it a while, made it a long time ago, because their perspective's a lot different. It was a different Navy then, and so like the stories are really cool, and they've got a lot of really uh, interesting lessons to share, and just a lot of experience. And that's what we got into after we were done with the college part was. Um, we started talking about leadership and, and what it's like to be a chief in the Navy now versus when uh, she was in the Navy and she shared some lessons with me. She even recommended a book called Turn the Ship Around, which I'm definitely going to check out. But 
what I what I thought was really interesting was I, and I've experienced this before and that's kind of where this is coming from is on more than one occasion I've encountered chiefs that are retired that in addition to their excitement just unbridled joy when they get to spend time with chiefs uh, it they also just start volunteering like they can't contain themselves they just start volunteering all this amazing just advice and telling stories and just enjoying the fellowship with with chiefs and just the the wealth of knowledge and experience that they have and their willingness to share it is such an amazing and and i feel like untapped resource uh one of the stories i can tell is I was part of a chief season where I was working with a recruiting district uh, because I was on an army base. I've mentioned that before. Uh, so we worked with a recruiting district when we would do the chief season. So uh, we also worked with a Marine Corps master gunnery sergeant that went through the chief season when he picked up gunnery sergeant when he was in Iraq. So he was an accepted chief. So he did all the chief season stuff with us. And he had a lot of connections in uh DC uh, with enlisted aides and stuff like that, so he's able to get us a pretty sweet setup uh, during the chief season at the old Marine Corps barracks. Uh, they do a drill show there, uh, the drill Marine Corps drill team, and it was a really cool event. And uh, so us and all the chief selectees, so that all the chiefs from the the NRD and then the, from the Army base that I worked at, we all went to the show. Um, and when we got there, we're seating all the selectees, and there we were all in khakis and combo covers whole nine yards so like anybody that knows what a navy chief looks like there's a whole bunch of navy chiefs there so we stood out in the crowd right so um this older lady came up to me and i she was probably in her early 70s comes up to me we're sitting on bleachers and she tugs on my uh on my uniform shirt to get my attention and i look down uh and I said, and she said, excuse me, excuse me. And I said, yes, ma'am. And she goes, that's Command Master Chief. I work for a living. And I was like, what? And if you'd seen this, this little old lady, the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life, bark this at me. Um, it was pretty entertaining and shocking, and I didn't even see it coming. And I commenced having this conversation with, uh, with her about... Uh, who she was and, and her career path and, and they were there with a military retirement home uh, there's a big group of, of Navy and Marine Corps veterans that were there and uh, she was with them and I immediately was just she told me her story uh, and I was just like oh yeah no you need to come talk to all these chief selectees that I had with me and I said would you like to come talk to them and she just like beaming was like yes I would love to and so I've got this really cool picture of all these chief selectees gathered around this little tiny old lady that looks like the cutest old little grandma in the world knife handing these chief selectees as she drops wisdom on them uh, and it was one of the coolest experiences ever uh, during the chief season but it was one of the first ones that opened me up to retirees and and what they have to offer and how cool that is uh, and there were a couple other veterans with them from that home that uh, some of the guys went over and talked to. And it was it was really cool. It was a really cool experience. Uh, same thing happened to me the following year in a different way where uh, there was a MEPS on the, on the Army post. 
And as we were putting together our chief season, we started reaching out to all the other Navy chiefs on, on post. And there was, there was a handful at different schoolhouses. And then there was a command senior chief at the MEPS. So we went over there to talk to her said, hey, we're doing a chief season. You know, we're trying to basically put together a chief's mess on this post uh, with whatever resources we have, and we'd like you to be a part of it. Um, and she was interested, but she said she had a retired YNC working for her in an admin capacity. So we went over and talked to her. And she made chief in the 80s, I think, or late 70s. And firecracker. It was, it was as soon as I started talking to her, I was like, you need to come hang out with us during the chief season. Uh, really outstanding lady, great stories, amazing personality. Like, ex like if you had to create a, a caricature of a 1970s Navy chief, I mean, th this is who you'd be looking for. Um, and same thing, just a ton of wisdom, different perspectives from different experiences, and the willingness to share it was, was unbridled. And I, I think it's a resource that you should spend more time seeking out and leveraging. Uh, it's something that uh, I, I've had some experiences going to the retirement homes, doing some volunteer work. We did one that was primarily, uh, the one in the area I was at was primarily Army, uh, but still great experience. We all put our khakis on, did a, did a comrel at, uh, at the retirement home near the post. and. I mean, it was great and heard a lot of really cool stories from Korea veterans and Vietnam veterans um, and and just super happy to see us. Uh, made a bunch of squid jokes and we talked a lot about uh, their careers and I got to ask a lot of questions and hear a lot of really amazing stories about their experiences. And there's a ton of leadership lessons to be learned from these, these people that after retirement, I mean, they don't have the access um, and they're not always asked. I know I know there's people out there doing it. Uh, that's for sure. I actually asked uh, this retired senior chief today. I'm like, do they ever come kind of grab you during the chief season and and pull you in? And she's like, yeah, sometimes. But didn't sound like it happened as often as it should. I mean, they're, and it's encouraged in the guidance. It always has been uh, to involve retirees in the chief season. You just got to go get them. Uh, and, and, you know, you'll see uh, in the in the area I'm at, you'll see McPond West running around a lot of the times. Uh, you'll see a couple of others like Command Mass Chiefs from the area that recently retired will come out, you know. Um, but there is just an, a ridiculous amount of experience in these retirees that if you're not using it, you should be. If you're doing uh, CPO 365 or, or laying the keel training, <laughs> whatever, the, I, I just, I, I, I'm having trouble with the shifting and uh, phraseology that uh, has happened. But as you're doing your trainings, um, go find these people. I, one of my uh, mentors is now retired, uh, command mass chief, 30 years, just old salty guy with just a ton of amazing leadership perspective and, and lessons to be taught and helped build me to the chief that I am. And, and, uh, I've brought him in for a CPO 365 phase one session one time. And I mean, at, they were on the edge of their seat. I, they, that was the one that had the most impact by far of all the trainings I've ever done. And I, I like to fancy myself a pretty good, uh, speaker and deliverer of wisdom, but my God, like I was sitting there as the guy running the training, I was like being the PowerPoint clicker guy. Uh, and 
and then I kind of I would I would volley him some questions as he, he would he would talk and then he'd get to another point I'd give him another question kind of just for some perspective on something else that I had experienced with him that I wanted to make sure that lesson got conveyed to the group right um, but I mean I, I remember sitting there like I had to like snap out of the trance I was in to kind of survey the room and make sure they were engaged and that and kind of see how they were receiving it and and they were just like all of them 100 percent engaged like riveted by what they were hearing um and how many times can you say you've seen that in a 365 session let alone any just navy training session that kind of engagement it's really rare uh and, and to see that i in mean, to me conveys the value of these retirees man i you know and he was a recent retiree but i mean probably three years four years uh so he'd been out for a bit and i mean just dropped knowledge i mean when you you spend all this time learning and developing and we talk about being a product our product of our experience and we talk about sharing all our lessons learned and and passing it on to the next generation who better to do that they've gone through everything they got to the finish line and have had time to reflect on all of those lessons and clarify it all and, and hindsight's 2020 and they've got all these these scars that they can share right they these lessons in getting them that they can share with us uh, I really really encourage you to go out and find these people they're everywhere um, they give themselves away with their email signatures sometimes or stickers on their car or whatever, but just go around and ask, uh, you know, at the places you're interacting with, if you go into a fleet and family support center or any other uh, support structure, Navy Marine Corps Relief Society is one of them, uh, you know, MWR, uh, Navy College, any of these mechanisms, they're there. If you're near a shipyard, they're there. Uh, go find them and ask them to come speak. And it doesn't have to be a big name, right? It doesn't have to be a retired CMC. I just spent over an hour with a retired senior chief, uh, never been an SEL, never done any of those things, but man, like it, I got something out of it. It was, it was a fun conversation to have. It was really enlightening to share the, the perspective. And I got to ask her, you know, what, what's the difference between when you were around and when I was around because I talked to her for five minutes and could tell she was a really well-equipped and experienced leader so what was it like in the chief's mess in the 90s like what what were the chiefs like what was the training like what was the leadership development like how did it differ you know like and, and we got to have some interesting conversations about the, how the culture is different now and you know how the training's different now and how the season is different now um Go find them. Go find them. Go have those conversations. I'm telling you, you'll get a lot out of it. Uh, and it just it just lights my fire and, and gets me motivated to go find more of these people. And I and I and when I asked, I, it was a loaded question uh, when I said, do they come find you for the Chiefs season? Because I have every intention of going and finding her and having her talk to my Chiefs selectees this year. Uh, because there was not only her as a resource, but her husband as a retired 30-year CMC. Um, his rating was metal worker. <laughs> I like I don't need I that was new to me uh, when I heard that but 30 year retired mass chief CMC uh, and that's a connection that I now have as well and I have every intention of leveraging it and so should you go out there and find them and get that get that 
enthusiasm, get that experience and get that really unique perspective uh, inside your training sessions and and share it with your group, even if the only way to do it is for you to sit down and talk to them and then relay it to the group. I'm telling you, there's a lot of value there. Uh, and if I get the opportunity to go put a microphone in front of her, I have every intention of doing so. Uh, so that's what I got for you today. Hey, if you need anything, like always, hit us up. You can email us, don't give up the shit podcast at gmail.com. Facebook message us, don't give up the shit podcast, or at DGUTS podcast on Instagram. You can DM us and let us know what you need, any ideas you have, uh, any criticisms of me, uh, whatever you got for me. Let me have it. And, uh, and that's all I got for you today. Thank you so much for listening, and don't give up the ship. Don't give up the ship.